If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. We've got a lot of news to get into here today. Unfortunately, bad news, although we're going to kick this off in the next segment, the death of James Harris, best known as Kamala, the Ugandan giant. We're going to get into his life and times after the break. i got a lot to say about, about Kamala. But obviously, one of the big stories this weekend, Chris Jericho's band Fozzie performed this weekend in Sturgis, South Dakota at the annual Bikers Rally. The rally itself was a significant news story because there were 250,000 people expected, and the fear was it would spread COVID like crazy with people who would be on top of each other drinking, not wearing masks, and then flying home. Jericho was there. show was at 35% capacity in the indoor building he was performing in. Although photos showed people on top of each other, masks were given out of the door to everybody not masks as they entered, and temperature checks were required to get in. Jericho was also performing in Minot, North Dakota. It's definitely a concern, particularly Sturgis, as this week's AEW show will be live and built around the Jericho-Orange Cassidy match. Jericho will have to pass a test to get into the stadium on Wednesday, but the tests aren't foolproof, especially if they are taken in the first few days after exposure. So, I think that this is completely insane, but that's just me. Uh, the story is that the Fozzie crew was required to pass their coronavirus tests. They were required to stay on the bus the entire time, except for when they were performing. And after performing, they had to go right back to the bus. Now, obviously, you know, my main concern would be this is an indoor building. And the whole idea behind indoor versus outdoor and uh, limited capacity, like what New Japan is doing for their shows is, you do a 35% capacity because you spread everybody out. But this was not spreading everybody out. It was just everybody right on top of each other in this building, an indoor building. So we can talk a little bit more about this after the break. Also, Kamal and more. Back in a moment to kick it off, Observer Live. Tired of the same old hat? 
CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the Superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. Check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. 800-516-2499. Again, that's 800-516-2499. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912 That's 800-403-5912 You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Man, this Twitch chat's out of control here today. So, listen. Chris Jericho is a grown man. He can go out there if he wants to run his concert, if he wants to take whatever precautions that he wants to take, fine. He's he's welcome to go out and do that. But a few things. Number one, somebody on the chat said, Ah, what Chris Jericho is doing is, is no worse than going to the grocery store. Bro. You go to the grocery store... Everybody in that grocery store has to wear a mask or they can't go in. Maybe not where you're at, but certainly around here, you can't even go into the grocery store unless every single person in that grocery store is wearing the mask. 
And you're in the grocery store and you're out of the grocery store. How long are you in the grocery store for? Three hours? I'm not in the grocery store for three hours. Jericho's Fozzie concert, if everything that has been stated is correct, which is Jericho and everybody involved has to get a COVID test, they have to stay on the bus until it's time to perform. They go into the building, they perform, with, by the way, no masks on. And then they go back out into the bus, and they have to stay on the bus until they leave. If that's the case, that's not like going to the grocery store. You know what that's like? That's like if he was performing as a wrestler in the WWE Performance Center, a closed building, except unlike the WWE Performance Center, they don't test any of the wrestlers that are now there playing fans for COVID. They just check everyone's temperature, and they may or may not have to wear a mask. That's what we're talking about here. Do you guys remember what happened when WWE was doing that? Well, we had a gigantic outbreak, and like 40 people ended up with coronavirus. That's very different than going to the grocery store. Now, Jericho obviously believes that he's taken all of the best precautions in order to do this. You know, there's obviously some concern at AEW, but he's got to get tested when he gets back to the building this coming Wednesday. If he doesn't pass the test, then there is no show. Now, obviously, if I'm Chris Jericho, I don't do this Fozzie concert, okay? I don't. But he did. There is outrage on the internet as a result of this with, oh, yeah, Chris Jericho needs to be fired. He's putting it. Listen, I know everybody wants to be outraged on the internet, okay? If you really think that Chris Jericho should be fired, I mean, you're welcome to have that opinion. But the reality is, if you believe that Chris Jericho should be fired for running this Fozzie concert, then quite frankly, and I'm not going to mention any names here, I mean, there's a lot of your favorite wrestlers in WWE that should also be fired. I heard stories. It's not, I'm sure the same thing happens in AEW, but because it's, you know, everybody at the Performance Center in WWE, they're all largely in the same place around Florida. I heard so many stories. Oh, these people, when they're not, you know, they're out and they're going to bars and they got no masks on, they're doing this crazy thing. That Yes, they did that in their spare time. I'm sure people in AEW did that in their spare time. People in every wrestling company were out doing things in their personal off time that probably were not the smartest things to do. So if you want to get outraged at Jericho, you're welcome to get outraged at Jericho. But if you want to start this thing about how Jericho needs to be fired, then dude, most people in professional wrestling probably would not have jobs right now if that's what you're going to be saying is, is grounds for being fired in the middle of this pandemic. So anyway, that's the Jericho story. He's out there performing. I think it's nuts, but it's his decision. He thinks he's taken the proper precautions. And when he goes back to AEW on Wednesday, he's going to be tested. Everybody's going to be tested. And if he doesn't pass, the Orange Cassidy match is not taking place. I should add, by the way, since there was there were questions about this, the Jericho-Orange Cassidy match is live. I realize that they when they did the preview, when they preview all of the matches, most of them say live. But for some reason, the graphic they had for Orange Cassidy and Jericho did not say live. And so we had people thinking, well, maybe they taped the match, and then he went out and he just con Nope, it is a live match. So we'll see what happens on Wednesday. I, you know, this fits in with Jericho. I don't, you know, he he's, <laughs> he's a pro wrestler, a free spirit, a, you know, you're not going to tie him down and tell him what to do. And he was out there performing for a bunch of people feeling the same way and it sounds like from Jericho's side 
they did do everything they could from the Fozzie point of view to keep themselves safe and to make sure that they were in the, the best position they can be. And Jericho's got to think about that, considering in a couple of days he'll be wrestling live on national television. So, you know, if he does contract COVID in this time, you know, was that juice worth the squeeze? You know, uh, no pun intended to go out there and go perform and probably make a pretty good, you know, amount of money for those two shows that he did in the Dakotas. But uh, I'm not I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, look how many times AEW and WWE from the time the pandemic started had nobody in the crowd wearing masks. And that goes for both companies. WWE was bagged on the most for it, but it was like AEW's testing. AEW's doing this. AEW also has a bunch of people standing next to each other without masks on in the crowd or having them around their neck. So. You know, it's nobody's been innocent or perfect in all of this. They wouldn't have been running if they were so innocent and perfect in all of this. But the show must go on. And it again, none, nothing that pro wrestlers do surprise me uh, when it comes to, you know, <laughs> having that kind of libertarian, you know, string in them. That's a lot of the reason some of them are in pro wrestling anyway. They just that's the kind of mentality they have. They you just can't be told what to do. And. Jericho seems to have that mentality, and I thought it was I thought it was irresponsible from a public point of view, but from a a private point of view, from his band's point of view, you know what can you really do? It goes for every event that took place out there. You just kind of have to throw your hands up and hope that nobody comes back from these types of events with a quarter million people that all invade on a town, all from out of town and going back home to somewhere that everybody stays safe person here says if i'm tony khan jericho will be out this week listen everybody listen i'm not defending jericho doing this concert okay i would not have done this concert but i don't think you guys understand yes i realize that if you contract coronavirus and they test you within three days it might not show up on the test but let me repeat myself if you think chris jericho is the only person that is out there doing arguably risky behavior right before going to a TV taping, I don't know what to tell you. But, Brian... I, I just don't know what to tell you. I, I understand that. This is this is happening guy to right now. everybody. I understand that. But, we're t but here's the thing. You cannot blame anybody for being up in arms over this because if you're going to be up in arms over it, he's the wrestler that's performing and doing this right now on a grand stage with his band when he's the level of star that he is so i understand what you're saying but but you shouldn't be surprised that anybody is pointing at this i'm or not complaining about this or, or looking at this as a symbol on what's wrong i mean you, you can't really blame anybody for that i'm not blaming anybody but i am pointing out if you are going to be outraged about this you need to be outraged fairly across the entire wrestling world otherwise you're cherry picking that's it that's it. It, it. Listen, if you want to be outraged, then you need to be outraged about everybody that's out there at bars, everybody that's going to Disney World, everybody. I hear these stories every day. And if you want to be outraged about all of them, knock yourself out. There is a lot of irresponsible behavior out there. But to pretend like everybody is being responsible except Chris Jericho, that's not true. Now, we got to talk about Kamala because... Much better. Kamala likely passed away as a result of coronavirus he tested positive last week and he had been suffering from diabetes for i think about a decade and a couple of days after testing positive you know he was in the hospital 
He was he was allegedly feeling okay, and then Sunday, heart attack and passed away. This this virus is no joke. And I know some people will try to blow off the demise of Kamala. Not blow it off, but ah oh, well he was he was sick anyway. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people in this country that are not as healthy as they think they are. A lot of them. So the virus is no joke. But I'm not gonna make this into a big statement. I want to talk about Kamala's life. I was I've say, been watching cares, all of these man? Who cares if he was if he was already sick? That's the point is the fact that somebody with diabetes, somebody I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, it could strike you down, but that's what the concern is, is those people that we want to keep on this earth are gonna be taken away because somebody wanted to go to a posse show. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Hold up. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month. Level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right. Level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have Debt Destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. 
Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. James Harris, best known for his run in WWE at Memphis as Kamala, has passed away at 70. Jerry Lawler was among the first to report his death. WWE has confirmed the news. Harris had suffered a number of health issues in recent years, including having both legs amputated due to high blood pressure and diabetes. ESPN reporter Jason King wrote that Kamala's wife said he had tested positive for COVID-19 on Wednesday. Spoke with Kamala's wife. He tested positive Wednesday for COVID, which he likely contracted from one of his numerous weekly visits to the dialysis center. Was hospitalized Wednesday night and seemed fine and in good spirits this morning. Went into cardiac arrest and passed this afternoon. Started wrestling in 1978 under the name Sugar Bear Harris. Wasn't until his run in Memphis Territory in 1982 where he debuted the Kamala, the Ugandan headhunter gimmick. Made appearances in WWE in 1984, then in 86 and 87. It was there that Kim Chi was designated as his manager. Faced Hulk Hogan on multiple occasions for the WWE title. Another stint in Memphis, returned to WWE in 92 with Harvey Whippleman, had a feud with The Undertaker, turned face, abandoned Whippleman and Kim Chi for Reverend Slick, who managed Kamala until he left WWE towards the end of 93. Appeared sporadically throughout the 90s and 2000s in WCW Memphis, later the WWE, one of his high-profile matches being a match against Umaga on a 2006 episode of Raw. So I started watching wrestling around 87, 88, and was watching it regularly from that point forward. And when I was young, I just remembered Kamala having a goofy gimmick, and the matches weren't very good, and he pinned guys, or he tried to pin them when they were on their stomach. That was like my all of my memories of Kamala. So then, of course, we went back and we started watching the 1992 Superstars shows, went back and... We've been watching the Saturday night's main event shows in the in the 80s. And I have watched Kamala through new eyes. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Kamala was a great worker, okay? But Kamala was so much better than I remembered. He didn't have great matches because he had a gimmick that was not... It was not required to have great matches, nor from about 1988 on... Were you even required to have anything resembling a great match in WWF? You just went in there, you played your gimmick, uh, the match was a gimmick, if you had a gimmick character, blah, 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 blah. But this guy could move, and he was athletic, and he was flexible. It was so much better than I remembered. Now, what was so much worse than I remembered, if you go back and you watch those Kamala interviews in WWF, they're so bad. Like, I don't even know, I don't even know if, I don't even know if, it's like a, it's like an insult to call them racist, to things that were actually, it's just so bad. 
Start it's so bad when you go back and watch it. Oh, Lord. But, <laughs> you know, in the ring, I mean, he was so great at being Kamala. Like, he he's you don't want to necessarily mention him in the same breath as an Undertaker. But I want to mention him in the same breath as The Undertaker because The Undertaker was a guy, Mark Calloway. He was given a gimmick during an era where everyone had a dumb gimmick. And his gimmick was he was a dead guy that did magic, okay? How different was The Undertaker from Papa Shango? Not that much different. But you know what? Mark Calloway made that gimmick work for 30 years. The greatest gimmick in the history, probably of all of pro wrestling, The Undertaker. If you would have given that gimmick to anybody else, would The Undertaker, whoever that person is, would that have been a legendary character 30 years later? There's virtually no chance. We saw fake Undertakers. We saw fake Canes. Kane's another one. Like, if you would have given that that gimmick to anybody else, would Kane have been as successful as he ended up being? Probably not. But The Undertaker is like, he's number one with a bullet. And you know what? I'm not sure you could have given Kamala to anybody else, and they would have been able to make that gimmick. Kamala was, James Harris was the best Kamala that he could be. He was a perfect Kamala. You know, the, the, the gimmick, it, it sucked in a lot of ways. I mean, I wish they would have done something different. And by the way, I should mention that the Kamala character, the birth of the Kamala character, the original birth of that character, I mean, how Shoulders Trelli became Vinny V, Vinny also came out of a swamp. Although I don't think Kamala had a, a fish in his trousers. Well, but he anyway, come out of the, he didn't come out of the swamp. He came out of the 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 terrible the the deepest. He came out of the jungle. Is that they always said the deepest darkest jungles of Africa, which was actually when you saw those vignettes with him, Jerry Jarrett's backyard and Kamala. What a backyard! Was, yes, and Kamala was was painted up with what Jerry Lawler should. He was a far better Kamala than than James Harris in the wrestling ring, at least. Sugar Bear Harris sucked as a wrestler. That was universal what people thought of him. They saw him in Memphis like one time. They said, all right, get out of here. But Lawler had an idea for him, which was this this idea of Kamala. And whoever else helped to put this together, it was Lawler who would paint the stars and the moon because he saw it in National Geographic. So he did the same thing on Kamala. And it is a insanely racist gimmick uh, that you could not pull off today without, I think, a huge wink and a nod. And if there was a huge wink and a nod, it doesn't work. The best part about Kamala was... There are the guys you could see through. There are guys who you knew even as a little kid was a wrestling gimmick. Kamala was just like he was in the category of the Bruiser Brodies, of the Road Warriors, of the Stan Hansons, of the one-man gangs. They were just guys that were larger-than-life personalities and characters that they fit in the wrestling, but it still made you kind of think, like, where is this guy from? What is this guy about? He ended up being Sugar Bear Harris from Mississippi, but you didn't know that. You thought he was Kamala the Ugandan headhunter, and my wrestling fandom was a little different than yours in that I watched a lot more from a lot more different places. So for me growing up, Kamala was a ubiquitous character. He was in Memphis, and I didn't get to see much Memphis, but then they used those same vignettes and brought them to Mid-South. They used those same vignettes and brought them to World Class. And when Legends of World Class was on ESPN and World Class had 
was in syndication and also on ESPN with, with regular programming, he was on there seemingly all the time feuding with the Von Ericks or getting into it with somebody. Then I remember him in 1985. It was a big deal at the Great American Bash. He was facing Magnum TA. He was coming in as a, as a guy that to, to headhunt Magnum TA. And the only thing I'll correct you on a little bit is the Kim Chi character, which Steve Lombardi would often play in the WWF, that was something that they came up with for Memphis, that he had a handler. He not only had a manager that would do the promos, he would have this this gimmick that would be with him that wouldn't talk that could help him because J.J. Dillon was a Florida manager, so he wasn't coming into Memphis all that often except to do big dates. So they would use Kim Chi and whoever would play the role. I, I forget who they said would play Ken Wayne or, or whoever it would be that would do it uh, or Buddy Wayne down in, in Memphis. Uh, Steve Lombardi and other people would do it with the WWF. So it was a it was an incredible gimmick, and he didn't have great wrestling matches. He didn't have to. He had to be body slammed by Andre the Giant and do a shake and, and you know pretend like that was the worst thing that could ever happen or, or choke on Hogan or, or you know make Lawler bleed. He didn't have to do much, and he got the most out of it just with this incredible gimmick. Steven here knows that Kamala was great, did not speak. Akbar did all the talking. He slammed Andre on a TV taping. I doubt it was easy. Kamala made it look easy. He was fantastic. Diabetes is an ongoing medical issue. He was one of the classics. Well, I can tell you one thing about slamming Andre. I don't want to say it was easy, but Andre did get slammed many times. And whatever you want to say about Andre at the very end when he could barely move and he was super heavy, that dude could work and when he was young he could work athletically is someone chopping down a tree outside what's going on here anyway when he Chop. was young he could work athletically and when he got older as we've been watching on these saturday night's main events he couldn't work athletically so well but my god that guy's his character his ability to portray a giant it was the greatest but yes, I watched the footage yesterday of, of Kamala slamming Andre, and whoop, up and down he went. Yeah. It, was, it was very impressive. Andre, get up there for it. And look, because it was a money-making promo, a deal for Andre. Like, Andre didn't, like, stutter or whatever, but, like, mass superstar. You'd see him in, in angles, like, with money with these guys that, you know, and Kamala was, you know, I don't know how, how big he actually was. They built him at 6'9", 400 pounds or whatever. But, I mean, that was a money-drawing thing. Andre had no problem getting up and moving for you when money was involved, and they did a hell of a thing, and that the Coliseum video, the Coliseum video opening was also legendary because it was it showed the reverse of Andre getting his revenge and slamming Kamala, and it was just again a great character that you couldn't do today in the same way. But you know, I, I wouldn't want to go back and change the past on it either because it was the greatest thing that happened. It was the greatest thing that happened to this guy for sure. And as he got sicker later on in life, you know, tried to parlay some of that, and I wish he would have gotten his roses. Uh, before he passed away, like Vader, like a lot of people from that WWE Hall of Fame that really could use the, the accolades and really would like that shine one more time. This person here says, I started watching wrestling in 1986. I would see Kamala's squash matches and was scared for Hogan. I didn't believe that Hogan could beat this Ugandan giant. My mom never took me, but I really wanted to go see the local Miami WWE house show to see if the Hulkster could survive. I never saw any of those Hulk Hogan versus Kamala matches, but I can tell you that in 1986, maybe it would be different in 1989, 
But in 1986, I bet you anything those Hogan Kamala matches were pretty damn good. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Using an overpriced trash bag? Pricey, pricey, pricey! A bag that breaks? Whippy, whippy, whippy! Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky! You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty! It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy! Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Hey, Mike, how's the house coming along? <sighs> needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask Home Advisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, Home Advisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Home Advisor. Listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Hey, hey, Again, the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. I've had multiple people text. The Fozzie concert was at Iron Horse Saloon in Sturgis, which is an outdoor concert venue, not indoor. Well, there you go. 
maybe it's a half and half venue. You know, you get the bar part, then you got the uh, the concert part, which is open air. Who knows? I don't. Here says. Going. Long term still. Uh, if you want Texas, by the way, we're gonna take text messages here today. No phone calls. Four two five seven eight zero seven five six six is the text message line. That is four two five seven eight zero seven five six six. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com, at Brian Alvarez on Twitter, at SemperVV as well. First here says, long-term storytelling is not a lost art. Breaking Bad created a spinoff called Better Call Saul, which in, in which several of the characters have come near death, in which we know they survive, we still fear their outcome, to which he has not become Saul within five seasons so far. I don't understand all of that, but yes, I agree. That the well, idea... <laughs> And this is, I'm sure, based on the Seth Rollins interview yesterday. The idea that fans are not patient for long-term storytelling, it's preposterous. I mean, it's not even worth, it's not even worth talking about. It's so ridiculous. No. Well, that's the whole thing. Is when I love when people bring up examples from movies and these TV shows where, yes, they almost all coherent TV and mo- TV shows and movies have these long-term arcs and stories. I mean... There are very few one-off episodes of any show, and even if they are, the characters have some depth and development and some time put into them. So it's just you can't even – why compare it? It's it's WWE standing there as such a shiny outlier of what not to do. You should just point at them, snicker, and laugh. This person says, The first time I ever saw Kamala was in 2004 on Raw. He was being seduced by The Undertaker's wife in a diva search. Rest in peace to the legend. Well, you saw the... It wasn't the best of Kamala. Well, no. But there you go. Watch, watch I, some of his early career. I remember seeing it at the, uh, the uh, Thanksgiving week at the Capitol Center in 1986 uh, because of mold like that. But the promos leading up to Kamala against King Kong Bundy and the WWF didn't do this. Like, I grew up with Ric Flair being this tweener that could fight Dusty Rhodes as well as fight Nikita Koloff but with Kamala and King Kong Bundy and the promos by uh, Fuji and Heenan you know Heenan especially leading into it to say yeah you know you're the slapping of the dinner bell you know he hears that going off but Bundy's ready for you and Kamala actually beat Bundy but it was just so I mean the crowd I want to say the crowd popped for everything but it was just to see these Goliaths, these just huge mountains of humanity going at each other and slapping into each other, and they were both bad guys, both on the trail of Hulk Hogan. It was, it's again not the greatest wrestling in the world, but there was some great pro wrestling that was done with these two characters going at each other at a time where WWF just never did that kind of stuff. Persinger says we can't be outraged at everybody else for their pandemic behavior because we don't know who it is. Jericho made the choice to do something high-profile in public, so we know he screwed up. If more names were known, they'd have fair heat, too. Well, if you want more names, all you have to do is go on the social media of pretty much, I don't want to say everybody, but if you go on social media, you will see plenty of examples of what would be considered risky behavior. And once again, I want to make this abundantly clear, I am not defending what Chris Jericho did, but... If you want to say that if you do something risky within five days of a TV taping, you should not be on the TV taping, then you're not going to have shows. I mean, you'll have, there's a skeleton crew as it is for WWE. It would be even smaller if you are going to exclude, and I'm not just singling out WWE, but they have a smaller, they seem, they have smaller crews in AEW because they have split brands. That's, that's, that's the story. Both shows, every show 
If you will be excluded from participating, if you've done anything considered risky behavior in the previous five days, then you're not going to have shows. That's just the way it is. And if you want to be outraged about all of that, then knock yourself out. As long as you're outraged equally across the board, I don't care. But I do not want to hear selective outrage. How about don't just don't be overly outraged about anybody and work yourself up because there are going to be people that are going to be like that and you'll just drive yourself nuts. You just make sure that you're doing what you need to do at all times. Everybody's going to have a moment where they slip and things like that. But, you know, there's a lot of people, I'm sure, that are just angry and mad online and, and upset online that, you know, aren't wearing a mask going out or doing something, oh, I forgot, or something like that. So you don't worry about everybody else because you can't. You'll just drive yourself nuts doing that. You just worry about you and just trying to do the best you can do because it's hard to tell a pro wrestler what to do anyway, uh, you know, let alone a young one who thinks they're invincible, who's down in Florida, who may not believe in all this. You can't fight these types of people. You cannot fight that type of stupidity or insanity over and over again. You just have to worry about you. New Japan has got the summer struggle coming up on August 29th, Jingu Stadium. This is a gigantic stadium. And if they do limited capacity, you're still talking like, we may have 20,000 people in this in this building for this show. The full card, IWGP heavyweight and Intercontinental champion, Evil, will be facing Naito for both of those titles. We've got Takahashi, Hiromu Takahashi versus Taiji Shimori for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, which should be unbelievably great. We got Taishi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles, which for some reason, I guess we'll see. Never open weight title match, Shingo versus Minoru Suzuki. That should be unbelievable. And we've got a King of Pro Wrestling Provisional Championship match. Four-way competitors determined by the King of Pro Wrestling tournament matches on August 25th. Those matches, Okada versus Yujiro, dear God. Kojima versus El Desperado, dear God. Toriyanu versus Bushi. And Sho versus Sonata. What kind of a tournament is this? It's drunk. It's, it's, it's Gato. Jiminy it's, uh, Christmas. It didn't need to be done. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um giving some leeway here this sounds awful i'm sorry it just we'll see how so it is with execution, give a lot of leeway but, for uh, that one buddy oof oof also returning to the ring for the aew women's deadly draw tournament what teaming with rachel ellering will be dasha what yes dasha is returning to the ring for those of you that don't know, she was training to be a wrestler. And then WWE decided, well, we'll make you a backstage interviewer instead, but we'll play to none of your strengths. And uh, the rest is history. So she's getting a chance to compete in this tournament. I'm on cloud nine, she says. I can't even believe that this happened. It's been a dream of mine for quite some time, and it just goes to show that you can dream big, set goals, and accomplish them. So there you go. Her body is crazy. Uh, she is incredibly athletic and incredible. Wait, is she Titan Games? I know it's. I know she's big into that. Yeah, the Rock Show. Say what? The Rock Show. The Titan Games, right? Is that what it is? Yes. You don't know. Is that the Rock Show? Whatever it is. No, I just said. I just told you what it was. I it's Rock's Titan name. Games. So what? I didn't have to say. Okay. The anyway, what's you? your point? 
Dwayne's show. When you say Dwayne's show, anyway, she's an incredible athlete. At I least, never call know. him Dwayne. I call him The Rock. <laughs> My buddy Dwayne, next president of the United States, I guess, for some. Anyway, uh, regardless of this, Dasha was did want to be a wrestler. She is in incredible shape. She is an incredible athlete, which I, I don't know if everybody can, you know, knows about because she has held the microphone for so long. But, uh, yeah, this will be interesting to see how this turns out. And, again, they've already made a far better use of her in, you know, however long she has been there and then all the time combined times 10 in WWE. Christian from Montreal here says, Hello, Twitch homies. Do you think that the leader of Retribution will be Ciampa? Well, I got two things to say about this. Number one, number one, if I were Ciampa or anybody, the last thing in the world I would want to do is be the leader of Retribution. Because it's so bad. It's so awful, okay? Now, with that said... If it's going to have any hope, then you've got to have a big-time main event front man to steal a term for retribution. I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, I have... Listen, everyone. I have no hope for retribution. Do you understand? I can't even say I have 1% hope. I have no hope for retribution. I have been wrong before. I was wrong last week. I thought that last week's Raw was going to do the lowest number of all time. I was wrong. Now, that I could be a week late. It's very possible that this tonight's show will have the lowest number of all time. But I have zero hope, zero, not even 1% hope for retribution. And we'll see if I'm wrong. You ever see the movie Repulsion? You ever no. see that movie? No. That would figure. It's a really good movie. Uh, but uh, Catherine Deneville and... It was in nineteen. It was in the sixties whenever it came out. But it's a, a person that is uh, has got to watch uh, their friends, or I think it was their sister's apartment, and she slowly descends into madness alone in this hotel room or in this apartment uh, as she watches it. And it's just her slow descent and starts to lose her mind. And I can see that happening if I sit there and, and watch and talk about retribution too much. So I'm not going to do that. I don't know when it's going to end. I hope it ends soon. Because I don't see them pulling some big left turn out where they like they did with the Dark Order, where they go ahead and repackage and they retool it and figure out a way to try to make it work because they put some effort into it. I don't see them doing the th same for Retribution. I, I don't know after a debut like that who would want to come and take it over and be associated with it that could actually give it some gravity and some weight to make it work. I just hope it's one of those ideas from WWE that, like so many of them, you know, goes in one eyeball and right out the other for most people and is over with within two or three weeks. Person here says, The first time I saw Kamala was when he was an absolute monster heel managed by Skandar Akbar in Mid-South Wrestling feuding with the Junkyard Dog. If you want an idea of how over these two were his heels... I witnessed card-carrying members of the Ku Klux Klan cheering for the Junkyard Dog. Story I believe, by the way. That dude was so over. Dog was to a, a crazy degree. As I was, it just to a ridiculous degree. Junkyard Dog was over, and he coasted on that for years afterwards. I don't know if I said this on the air or was it off the air where I talked about uh, seeing him against the, the, the Junkyard Dog in Baltimore at the arena. And the, the thing was, Junkyard Dog in that match, guess who the athlete was? 
you know, it was the six foot nine inch, 400 compound Kamala, because even by that point, the dog was just coasting on fumes. But he, he did another great wrestling character at that point where he was so charismatic and he was so over. He didn't have to do anything. He did like three things. He would bark and, you know, dance at the end to uh, to to Queen. And like that was enough. That was enough to make people happy. You know, as time went on, you saw him in the NWA a little bit later on, a couple of years later against Ric Flair. It was it was the absolute worst. All right. This person here says, if I can find it here, say what you will about Kamala's promos. But as a child, I thought the noises he made were inhuman and frightening. Well, they were. That's beside the point. <laughs> yes. Uh, dude, that guy was a great singer. He had an album that came out in, like, the mid-2000s. Have a little glass of wine? <laughs> I was really impressed with his, his album. Yeah. And they also wrote, didn't Kamala eat a live chicken on a late-night talk show? Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like this is, like, the story of Ozzy biting the head off a bat. It's like everyone swears it happened, but I'm not sure it actually ever really happened. Real bat, real chicken, I don't know. But he did all sorts of crazy things. Back in a moment, Observer Life. recognize myself anymore I'm really worried about him his addiction I haven't seen him like this ever hey look I, I never wanted to start using I, I knew the drill but I was out of options I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault there are people out there who can help people who have felt your pain they know what you're going through this has to stop I, I'm losing everything Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. A couple of notes was pointed out on the chat that, in fact, they did do an angle on Saturday night's main event where Sika allegedly ate a raw yes. chicken, which I actually just saw last week. And he ate this chicken, and somehow there was no blood. Well, yeah. That's, uh... that's kind of like when Brutus Beefcake was trying to cut off Jimmy Hart's hair, but no hair fell out. That was weird. Well... Now, it was also noted that this person's claim about him eating the chicken on live TV is that they teased he was about to eat the chicken, they went to commercial, and they came back and he had feathers on his belly. Yeah, so, all over his face. Yeah, yeah, that might have been uh, that might have been the deal well, there. There was like it was any like, racist as as could be. Different different era, different time. If you were a Samoan savage, if you were literally named the Samoan savage as uh, as uh, one was, and I can't remember who that was. Sam, there was Fatu Samu, and it would have been Tonga Kid. I guess would have been Samoan savage. But yeah, that was just a common thing that was from a different era. Whereas, okay, bite the head, literally geek style, bite the head off the chicken sort of thing. It was just, just what they did. And this person here says, if retribution chases Michael Cole away from announcing every week, I'll be a fan. Well, we'll find out tonight, everybody. Brand new Raw show. So many questions. Mm. Who's going to be fighting at Raw Underground? I can't wait for that one. Do I? Will have to we watch see it? more? How about that? Yes, you must. Will we see more retribution? Will we hit the new record low Tuesday afternoon? We'll find out soon. But check us out tomorrow, everybody. I want to thank everybody for listening. Everybody at Sports Byline, Twitch homies, main man Dom, Mike, Jim, everybody. We'll talk to you again next time. Wrestling Observer Live.